Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Recently, I started watching a show called QB1, and it's about high school quarterbacks who are superstars. And they do a documentary and they chronicle uh, their senior years. It's really, really interesting. And in the meantime, I'm also listening on Audible to a great book called Insight by Tasha Yurik that talks about self-awareness. And I had this epiphany, and it really goes to an element or a section of the book I'm writing right now, which is coachability, the missing piece in the corporate workplace. Coachability is a person's ability to receive feedback and coaching thoughtfully and professionally, even when in disagreement. Coachability is a person's willingness to seek feedback, to seek coaching, to seek personal improvement. And there are varying degrees of our levels of coachability. So going back to the show, let me give you some context of why I shared that. I'm watching the show and there was this quarterback and a really talented young man and he would come off the field and every time the defense would play bad, he would badmouth them. And I mean really badmouth them. And then he would go back in the game and he would tell his teammates, forget the coach, we're going to run our own plays. And his father was a coach. And he turned to his dad and said, I'm running my own stuff. He said, this is ridiculous. And his father literally looked at him and said, you do what you've got to do. Now, this year, I finally, finally retired from coaching volleyball. I don't know if I'll ever coach again. Um, Been doing it on and off for about 30 years. Love it. Love the kids. Love coaching with young men who I teach how to coach teams. I mean, it's been a blast. I just want to do some other things. And this year, my final year, I had a kid try to put himself back into a volleyball match because he was mad he was taken out. And I thought about the show that I was just illustrating, QB1, where the dad looked at his son and said, you got to do what you got to do and promoted undermining his coach. And I thought to myself, my gosh, what kind of teammate is this guy going to be? Because he better just fill out an application for the CEO job right away. Because he's been endorsed to undermine the team. He's been endorsed to undermine the boss, the head coach. His father was not the head coach. It was amazing to me. So I go back to my volleyball match. And I ran down to the ref. I said, he is not going in. If you need to give us a red card, take away point, I'm fine with that. Do whatever you want to do. This guy comes to the score table again. He will not enter the game tonight. The ref goes, you got it, coach, because I know the officials. And he said, well, I was just mad because you took me out. And I said, I don't care what you were mad about. What you just did represented everything we are not about in this program. So in this volleyball program that I started and ran with a good buddy of mine, Damien, we talk about we versus me. If you are not thinking about your 
teammates, if you're not thinking about we, you're thinking about me. And me stands for my ego. That's a decision you will make every day in practice and the way you conduct yourself during matches. And as he began to complain on the bench, one of his teammates turned to him and said, would you do me a favor and just shut your mouth? You have no right to do that. None of us do. And I turned around and I looked at him and I said, now that's great leadership. Now this is a classmate, a kid his own age. He's he's speaking up. That's not an easy thing to do for a high school boy. So I looked at this young man who spoke up and I pulled him aside and I said, I want to tell you, people who speak up have character and courage. And I thought you did it fairly professionally, but I knew you had a little anger behind you. It may behoove you to sit down with him after the match and take a walk with him and share with him why you did that, which he did. The young man had come back to me and apologized, yet the varsity coach who took over for me came out of the stands and later said to me, what was that about? Because he was watching from a distance and I told him. And he said, I'm just amazed that a kid would put himself back in a match and would literally bring it upon himself to put him ahead of other people. So I looked at him and I said, after the match, I said, why did you do that? He said, I was angry. And I said, so let's make a team rule. Everybody can do that. He literally said, okay. I said, so when that happens, a kid can come in for you. And he goes, well, wait a minute. I said, so I take it we're still at that me stage. And the kid went red. I said, look, you're a sophomore. You want to make varsity. Do you think your behavior tonight helped you or hurt you? He said, it probably hurt me a lot. I said, okay, great. I appreciate your candor. I appreciate your honesty. I said, it's tough being honest. And I walked away. He said, well, what do we do? I said, there's nothing to do. It's over. What's done is done. I, I don't pick the varsity team. And I know I got that kid thinking. So I'm watching the show QB1 last night. And I'm watching these kids. And another kid on the show who is really talented, maybe the most talented, arrogant, cocky. His parents had a pretty good handle on him. And right before the playoffs, He got suspended for 30 days for disciplinary reasons. Here is unbelievably the amazing thing that occurred. They ended up saying he was injured and later came out that it was a disciplinary reason. They interviewed the parents, and I think the parents are in a very awkward spot. And they said, between us, our son, and the school administrators, And the school administrators, think about this. We believed it was in the best interest to tell people he was injured. So essentially, the kid did something wrong, got penalized, so we're going to lie about it and cover it up. 17 years old. What kind of teammate is he going to be? This is the kid who's yelling on the sidelines that the defense stinks. This is the kid who's saying, look at me. There's nobody else in the room. And I've always said this since I started coaching high school athletics. I've always said this. The way you conduct yourself, you are always one ACL injury away from finding out who really, really cares. So 
back to the kid, the other quarterback, who literally was changing the plays, telling his father he was going to do so, tore his ACL his senior year. And they went on to win the state championship. Now, the kid conducted himself really well as a supportive teammate. And a sophomore came in and led them to the state championship. Now, I hope somewhere in the back of that kid's mind, he's thinking, you know what? This team can succeed without me. It's not all about me. So I've shared some unique things, right? I've shared that I'm reading this book, Insight, where Tasha Yurk does some amazing reach research teaching that 95% of people typically say they're aware or highly self-aware. Through her research, she found out really only 10 to 10, 10 to 15% of people are truly aware or self-aware. Think about that. That means 80 to 85% of people are fooling themselves. So let's go to the workplace. Do you ever have anybody in your workplace or somebody in a past job undermine you? Talk about you behind your back? Ever have anybody come to you and say, boy, our boss has no clue what he or she is doing, even though they've never done the job? Ever have anybody who's got a negative attitude and anytime there's a new procedure, policy, or change, they roll their eyes and complain? Leadership, teamwork are learned behaviors. Let me repeat that. Teamwork and leadership are learned behaviors. So what's been amazing to me is that when a parent comes and they complain and they talk about their son or their daughter and what they want to do with their, their high school athletic careers, and I'm using sports and it can be really anything, I kind of laugh. And I've had parents say, what are you laughing at? And I said, it's a career? He's 16. It's a career already? He's playing high school volleyball. This will be over very quickly. So I want to finish with a great story. We have a kid in our program that really, really junior year, had a good junior year, was, was okay. So I started working with him, even though I was no longer coaching him. I never actually coached this kid directly. And he got bigger and he got stronger and he started lifting. And our biggest concern was his ability to work well with his teammates. Maybe fair, maybe unfair. And he became good. And I mean quickly became good. Like first or second team all state good. And so the varsity coach did something really interesting. He paired the seniors up with incoming freshmen. So we had our five open dates and we we're practicing and we mixed the teams. And the number one thing he said to the seniors was, you have to celebrate and cheer and go nuts for these freshmen. And it was five of the most fun days of volleyball I've ever experienced. Fast forward, senior year, they lost in the semifinals or regionals. And I got a text from this kid saying, I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for getting me into this club, which is the most prestigious club in Wisconsin. Thank you so much for working with me on the weekends and in the early mornings, helping me become better. I can never thank you enough. You've actually changed my life. He sent the same type of text to the varsity coach. Now, I might be slighting this kid. He would not have been my first choice to say that kid will send a text like that. And what we focused with him on, be a great leader. 
You're a senior. Be a great leader. And the team was losing. I think it was 11 to 2 in the final set. It's up to 15. The writing's kind of on the wall. That's an insurmountable lead. And he's in the huddle. Guys, we can do this. We can do this. And I sent a note to his dad saying, I'm so proud of him and what he's done as a leader. And so last night, before I did this podcast, I got a text. I made the ones team. He made the top team in the top club in Wisconsin, which is a top 10 club in the country, Milwaukee Volleyball Club, where I used to coach. And he said, I can't thank you enough again. I'm so excited. I'm going to be playing. And he lists the two coaches. And he just said, I I can't believe this is happening. I said, you've earned it. I said, but remember, there's always talented players. There's always kids who can hit a ball. There's always kids who can throw a quarterback. But rarely will you find a kid who thinks beyond himself for the betterment of the team. So let's go to the workplace. How often do we see in the workplace somebody get promoted only to have two or three people say, oh, I can't believe he got promoted. I mean, I've been here longer. And they discredit the promotion before the person's even started the job. One of the number one questions we get, especially with new managers, is how do they coach their peers that they just left? And I always share this. I said, if they're going for 100%, Of buy-in, they're fooling themselves. If 50% feel challenged and 50% like them, they're doing pretty well. Teamwork and leadership are learned behaviors. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to You where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7- to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.